You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here, back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, let's look at the top 25 in college football. More importantly, Texas A&M, where they rank in the first college football playoff rankings. That's right. Tonight, Texas A&M, along with 25 other teams, will find out their real rankings. Coaches poll, great. AP pool poll, great. Guess what? Does not matter. The college football playoff poll is what matters, and A&M is looking to be one of the top six teams on their way to the battle to the number four seed. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Name right there down below. Yep, there we go. Uh, I'm Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, every single day is a Locked on Aggies podcast day. Give me a follow, and I will make sure I add it into the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th fan related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen every single day because every single day is a Locked On Podcast Day here at LockedOnPodcast.com. So Texas A&M, they did not play the past two weeks, which means their record still is sitting at 5-1. and one. They have a shot to finish the year out 9-1, and one, and at least I would say go 8-1 and one, because one of the two games between Tennessee – and Ole Miss will be rescheduled for the weekend of December 12th. That is the makeup weekend for all teams in the SEC. The question is, will they get that second game in, which would then make them 9-1? and one. And the biggest reasoning behind them being 9-1 and one is there's so many teams right now sitting with one losses that have a shot to vie in to the conversation of top 10 status, of even potential, you know, uh, uh, I would say college football status into that top six range. Anything can change tonight. So for AM, each week is a prove it week. I think that when you look at what's ahead, you have a game against LSU. LSU last year stomped AM into the ground at Tiger Stadium. Then again, they had the number one offense we've seen in the college football era under Joe Brady and Joe Burrow. And we've also seen their defense really step up. They lost a ton of their defensive players. They pretty much lost every single offensive key player outside of Terrace Marshall Jr. They don't have the same type of run game they have with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They have two running backs who are doing a majority of the work, and they still don't know what they're going to have a quarterback. It looks like Miles Brand's going to be out this week. They're going to continue to go uh, with the guy they have. I, I'm blanking on his name right now. But they almost got beat by Arkansas. And Arkansas was favored in the game. That's amazing if you really think about it. The defending national champions were actually underdogs to a team that had not won an SEC game in two years. What time we live in, man. But for AM, they have to go get this win. It has to be a monumental win, a staple win for the Aggies at home. Then they go on the road to face the Plains of Auburn to go face the Tigers. Then they'll go to Neyland Stadium as of now. We're coming back home on hopefully December 19th to face off against the Ole Miss Rebels all aboard the lane train. That will be his final stop in his first year as the head coach of Ole Miss. All that aside, AM has looked very good. Their last two games alone, they scored 90 plus points and they also held their opponent to 30 points combined. 
They had a great game plan against South Carolina. It eventually led to the firing of Will Muschamp. They had a good game plan against Arkansas. This was an Arkansas team that had Sam Pittman on the sidelines coaching. This was an Arkansas team that also was playing stellar football. This was an Arkansas team defensively that was the best in the SEC, and they put up over 40 points. This is what you wanted in the Jimbo Fisher era. What Mike Alco is doing on defense is what you're hoping for moving forward. This is a very good AM team. However, their record is sitting at 5-1 and one when there's other teams that did play, and it's no fault of their own. It's literally just what happened. You have other teams also trying to get into that top six conversation with one losses and more wins. So let's just real fast break down my top 25. Let's go 25 to 21 where I think these teams rank. Number 25 for me is Washington. They're 2-0. They're a Pac-12 team. They looked very good last weekend. Their freshman quarterback has been the reason they've been successful. I think that Washington at least deserves to be in the conversation, but I don't see them moving anywhere close to the top 25. I mean, the top 10, because uh, they're not playing in the Apple Cup this year. The Apple Cup is gone. Uh, They're not going to have it. They're not even going to try to reschedule it. Uh, There was actually a chance for Washington to play BYU. They said, nope, I can't put it past 25. 24, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders had a bad game in Bedlam. He had a very bad game. It was not even close. The score may have been a lot closer than what it was, but Sanders was not playing well. He also did not play well in his other loss against Texas. I can't put you that much higher when your offense is playing mediocre at times. Your defense is allowing a team that was shut out a couple weeks ago to come in and and wreck havoc. You can't get past top 24. 23 for me, I'm going to go with Texas. Sam Ellinger, good quarterback, good college quarterback. Sometimes his weapons around him, they're just not being successful. There's not really a lot to work with there. I don't see what everyone else maybe is seeing. And I you add a lot together, there's just not a lot to really go for with this team. They may be able to get the Big 12 championship, but at this point it doesn't matter because the Big 12 is completely out of the conversation for the college football playoff. With, with Oklahoma State losing, they're done. They have no shot of making the college football playoff at all. 22... I'm going to go with the likes of Auburn. Auburn had a decent game. Munce was a great game. They had a decent game. Bonix threw for a couple threw for a couple touchdowns. He also struggled at times, but they were in the bed. This is what you want from Auburn. They're a very good team, as in a very good SEC team. They'd probably win every other game. They'd, they'd win the pack. They'd win the uh, Big 12 if they were there. They'd be competitive in the in the ACC if they were there. They're going to finish with a, I want to say, maybe a 7-3 and three record. They're going to lose next week to Alabama. Probably actually 6-4 and because they're they're going to lose to AM too. So I don't see them getting past here. This is their highest, I think, that they will be all season. Number 20, and this is where we'll end it before we go to break. I like Louisiana. What Billy Napier has done this season, even though he beat up one Power 5 team, It's still been impressive overall. He has his team ranked number 23, I mean, number 20 for the first time in school history. His one loss uh, came to a Coastal Carolina team that's also ranked. They beat Iowa State. And right now, they're also looking like one of the more 
better offenses outside of the Power 5 schools. This is what Billy Napier was brought in here to do. This is why Billy Napier is a name to watch for when it comes to the SEC hirings. Tennessee is po- is a possibility. Uh, Vanderbilt's a possibility. South Carolina is a major possibility. And I think it's because of this game right here. This is why I like Billy Napier to come to the SEC because he's, he's turned around an entire program and he knows the area of Louisiana. He can pick players from there. He can pick players from Mississippi, from Southern Mississippi area. He can pick players all across that Southeastern region and get them to come to whatever school he goes to in the SEC and make an immediate impact. You want to know what's an impact this holiday season? Having social time. Now, for me personally, with all my social status, with everything going on in life, there's never a moment where I can really just sit back, relax, unwind, and drink my own beer. But when I do get that moment, I always reach for a Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know this holiday season and this football season that they are the official beer of watching Texas A&M and any single college football team. Watching football is therapeutic for the fans because it's a moment to sit back, relax, and drink an ice-cold beer. And with Coors Light, cold lagered, cold-filtered, cold-pressed cans made by the great people of the Golden Brewing Cup, Gold, uh, the, the Coors Light Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado, my bad, they will let you know that with their blue cans, spreading the Rocky Mountains, your beer is going to be as cold as them. I reach for Coors Light any single time that I am down and need a cold, cold beer. You should have one, too, because it's literally made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new delivery look system at get.coorslight.com. And always remember, celebrate responsibly. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams? If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and how that information gets you geared up and win your fantasy football program. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Coming in at number 20, I'm going to put in North Carolina. I like Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell is a dang good quarterback. I think Mac Brown going back to Chapel Hill after he left to go to Austin was the dumbest hire at the time. This is why I'm not an AD. This is why I talk sports for a living. This is why I write about sports for a living. Because if I, if I would have known just what he would bring to Chapel Hill, something that Larry Fedora never had. And he had at least Mitchell Trubisky and Marquise Williams, both of which were solid college football quarterbacks. Neither was great in the NFL, but they were solid for college. Sam Howell is another element to that. He's quick. He gets the ball out. He does make a lot of mistakes. He keeps drives alive. They're in for a showdown this weekend, and I've said this for a long time, and I truly believe it. This game against Notre Dame is Notre Dame's quote-unquote trap game. This is the game I worry about because Sam Howell is a good quarterback. Their defense is pretty good. Javonta Williams, I think is his name, the running back, is very good. For AM. This is not a big deal that they're even close to coming in the rankings. They could finish number seven, and AM could finish number four. They could finish number five, and AM could finish number four. Wouldn't matter because AM would have one loss. They would have two. So it doesn't matter this team. But I do think that when you look at this North Carolina team, they're in a very good spot. Coming in at number 19, I am going to go with Wisconsin. I wanted to go with maybe Marshall. I want to go with maybe Colts of Carolina. 
But a four-turnover game in Evanston against Northwestern that statistically is bad at college football. Pat Fitzgerald has been a name to watch for in the NFL for years because if they just figured, oh, he's never going to be able to turn that program around. Well, he has them sitting at 4-0. They look like they're going to be the representative of, I think that they're in the Western Conference, or, the, or they're in the Eastern and Ohio State's in the Western. They're going to be playing them for the Big Ten title later on this year. Their quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, looked pretty good. When you look at what was going on with Wisconsin, they couldn't get the ball rolling. They allowed too many big-time plays downfield by the Wildcats. Paul Kirst is a great coach. Chris is a great coach. Anyone who does not know Paul Chris needs to because he was never viewed as the guy for Wisconsin. And even though Gary Anderson came in and replaced Brett Bielema, Paul Chris was the reason they were successful. Paul Chris got a shot in every single season. We talk about Wisconsin being a very good team. They're going to say a 2-1, and one, and in a short year where you have eight or nine games, maybe even seven because of COVID, you can't have one loss and be considered anything. So that's why they're coming in at number 19. 18, I'm going to go Marshall. Doc Holliday. People have got to start looking at Doc Holliday as potentially a guy on the rise. Seven wins, all by double digits, undefeated. Grant Wells has played fantastic. He's only had a couple of interceptions, I think three or four. Defense is playing very well. They're in line to go win the Conference USA Championship. UAB was the team that I always thought was going to be the best team this year. Nope, not even close. Marshall, we are in the 50th anniversary of that plane crash that happened in the Huntington, West Virginia. For them to be doing what they're doing is fantastic. It's great for the memories of those. And I am very excited to see where they're going to be. But again, their Conference USA, this has no effect on AM whatsoever. AM is not going to be anywhere in the of it. Between these two, they both finish 9-1. and one. You laugh at one, you give a conversation to the other. And you know who you're giving the conversation to. Coming in at number 18, this was a toss-up for me. I almost went with a different team, but I got to go Coastal Carolina. They have been the best storyline in college football this year, in my opinion. What Jeremy Ch- uh, Chanwell has done for this team, I mean, I mean, Jamie Chadwell, my bad. What Jamie Chadwell has done is fantastic. I do believe he is the guy that should get the phone call to go to Columbia because he's so enriched in South Carolina history, in South Carolina culture, and what he's done in this year. They're sitting at 8-0. They got taken down to the wire by Appalachian State. I mean, that just happens sometimes. They're also playing in the Sun Belt. They also realize who they are. They don't have... Uh, they don't have a big-time win outside of that Louisiana game. And it's not a non, it's, they're not a Power 5 conference. They were ranked, but they're not a Power 5 conference. They know who they are. They're a team that maybe is going to go 10-0 and then maybe just maybe fight for a spot in one of the bigger bowl games outside of the New Year's Six Bowls. I like that. I appreciate that. You know what you are. Coming in, number 17, uh, I'm going to go with Iowa State. There's nothing Iowa State's done has, that has made me look like they're better. There's nothing. They have two losses. One came to Oklahoma State, who looked like cardboard doo-doo against Oklahoma, and the other came to an unranked Louisiana in week one. 
Brock Purdy to me just isn't it. Matt Campbell, I give him a lot of credit for what he's done for the program. Not it. This is not a threat for AM. They are ranked number 17 for a reason. 16, I'm going to go with uh, USC. USC's 3-0. They should not be 3-0. Keldon Slovis is the reason they're 3-0. Get it out of the way. That's the reason they're 3-0. They have two teams that they had to go down to the wire in back-to-back weeks against the schools in Arizona. And if not for Keldon Slovis and his arm and his mechanics, they'd be sitting at 1-2. and two. They would not be ranked. Todd Helton, I like Todd Helton a lot. I think he deserves to be a head coach in college football. He's not even at USC. USC football is better with an Urban Meyer, is better with a guy who's a little bit more proven, is better with a guy who just didn't take over for Sark and stayed in because of players like him. You're past that era. All those players are gone. Go get a guy who actually is going to get you back in the top 10 conversations. You want to be top 15 every year? Go for it. Todd Helton's great. You want to be top five every year? You got to go get a bigger hire. 14, real fast, Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma. Uh, they're 15. I look at this team. They're good. Not great. Nothing really special about them. I look at what everyone said about this, this big old team and how they're going to be running over opponents, how they're going to be the best team that we've ever seen come out of Col- uh, out, out of Norman, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, yeah, you've had your moments. You've been, you've been good. You've been great. Nothing really that warm and exciting about you. You're just kind of there. And that's kind of what I think of when I think of Oklahoma. You're just kind of there. Uh, number 13, I'm going to go with Oregon. They're sitting at 3-0. They haven't really played anybody. They do have the best chance to go to the college football playoff of the Pac-12, of anyone there. Mario Cristobal is a great head coach. He was the right hire after they lost Mark Herflick. Uh, I think that he's done a fantastic job. With this program after losing Willie Taggart. My bad. They went with a smart hire. I think that Justin Herbert factor is just going to be something to watch for. You know, you have a guy play quarterback for so long. How long until it kind of just goes away? I mean, no one really knows. Uh, Number 12, real fast before we go to break. uh, I'm going to go with Georgia. JT Daniels was always the right option to start. This is going to be the reason why I think they are left out of the college football playoff conversation. They're not a threat to AM. They're not a threat to Florida. They're not a threat to Alabama. They're not a threat to any team that's actually contending this year because of Kirby Smart went with the guy that was already a part of the program instead of one that was better for the program. And they got screwed. And that's just really it. You're, you have two losses to great teams, by the way. I bet you you get one loss to Alabama if you play JT Daniels. We'll round out our conversation of what I think the rankings are going to look like tonight. But before we do, make sure you come back tomorrow's show. We'll be discussing Jimbo Fisher's press conference, talking all things prepping for LSU, and also how they dealt with the COVID-19 crisis that's been going on at College Station. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you have a moment throughout your day where you're just trying to break through your wall? That could be a mental wall. That could be a physical wall. That could be whatever wall you want. But you have to break through it to see success. That's why I recommend when you do, don't reach for a five-hour energy. Don't reach for another big old you know, scoop of C4. Reach for a Built Go. Built Go is actually only 1.5 ounces, so you can put it in your bag, put it in your briefcase, get you through your back presentation, get you through the back nine of the golf course, get you through your workout. And, uh, and with three different flavors, including peanut butter, honey, uh, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint, 
They are so delicious and edible. They are better for you than a five-hour energy because they're filled with collagen protein. Now, collagen protein is fast-absorbing in the stomach, and it's easier than those acidic drinks. Plus, it's made with a bunch of beta-alanine, beta B3, honey, and just enough kick of caffeine to get you through your day. Plus, with B6, B12 vitamins, every single day, collagen protein will help you produce joint pain, soft tissue, skin health. Literally, it makes your body better. Go visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next purchase. Use the promo code LOCKED at BuiltGo.com. Whatever wall you're trying to break through this upcoming weekend, whatever wall you're trying to break through throughout the day, start it off right with BuiltGo. Let's go. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here back in action talking all things Texas A&M. All right, let's real fast work through our top 10. Number 11, just to end it, uh, I do think it's Miami. I think Miami is going to be that one team that actually finishes the year 9-1 and one and is going to be very good. Unfortunately, they have one loss in an ACC that has two teams right now, one being the defending national champions and one undefeated. You're just not going to be involved. Manny Diaz was the right hire. Manny Diaz last year struggled. I think it was because of the whole Tate Martell situation. You go out and you get Derek King. What Derek has done for this program is setting yourself up very good. They also have an incoming four-star next year that I think is going to keep Miami in the conversation. They're going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl, no doubt about it. But they're going to have to get past. Uh, they're going to have to get past NC State and Virginia Tech, and I think that they've already done that. So they only have they don't have a noticeable winning game. They're struggling. Ten BYU, Zach Wilson, great BYU. No, I want a BYU very badly to play against the likes of Washington this past weekend. Would have been great. Would have been great to see Zach Wilson play against one of the better defenses in the Pac-12. Would have been great to see them get a monumental win, a top 25 win over a team. You look at their record, they don't have any big-time games. And even though they're 9-0, A&M's loss came to the number one team in the nation. Florida's loss came to the team that lost to the number one team in the nation. Miami's loss came to Clemson. I mean, the difference is I see BYU for the sheer fact that they at least have a Heisman caliber player on their roster and they're undefeated. So I give them the slack at number at number 10. Number nine, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, Cincinnati's good, but I don't think Cincinnati is stellar. They don't have a big time win. They are crushing it against AAC opponents. They have played fantastic, and Luke Fickle is talking his way into getting a full-time job somewhere. I don't know where, but they definitely are one of those teams to watch for. But their biggest wins are against Memphis, SMU, and Central Florida. Those aren't big wins. Your biggest win came against a number 23-ranked SMU. I like their quarterback. I love their defense. I can't put them higher than 10. I mean, on nine. I just can't. There's no way I can't. Coming in at number eight, I toss back and forth with this one, uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and stick with my gut, and I'm going to say Indiana. Indiana's good. Indiana, Indiana should not be in the top ten. There, there's not a chance they should be in the top ten. Not at all. But instead they are because of Tom Allen. In 2016, Tom Allen was hired after Kevin Wilson resigned from the program. 
And the AD had a great chance to hire anybody he wants. By the way, read this story. It was on uh, the SI Daily Cover by Pat Forty. Great story. He stuck with Tom Allen, an Indiana-bred guy. And in three years, he has transformed that program into a bowl game appearance, a big bowl game appearance against Tennessee last year and brought two wins against top 25 opponents, one top 10 win, and they took Ohio State down to the wire. That says more about Tom Allen and what Indiana can be than it ever has said about what I believe anyone thinks Ohio State is. I just don't see it. So that number seven, you got to go with Northwestern. Northwestern, they're 5-0. They're on the way to face off against Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, they need the badge, uh, they need the Badgers to keep winning. So they, that, that top 25 win for them looks very good. If they can beat Buckeyes in the big game at the end of the year, they're gonna be in the college football player conversation. Until then, I can't see it. Number six. This is where AM is gonna be. I know a lot of people are not gonna like hearing this. I know nobody's gonna to want to hear this. This is where they're gonna be because they are five and one, and Florida has more wins. One more win at six and one. Only reason I have said this so many times, I'm gonna say it one more time. Doesn't matter. This is the very first ranking. These two are neck and neck with each other. Florida continues to move up. They got to play Alabama. They're gone. Guess who doesn't have to play Alabama again? AM. Guess who maybe has a shot to play Florida again if they beat Auburn and Auburn beats Bama this weekend? AM. AM gets that win. AM's in the college football playoff. Simple as that. Five wins. They have six wins for Florida. That's why I believe AM will come in tonight, number six, as the second team out. And Ohio State, I mean, and Florida will come in as the set first team out at number five. Well, let's go through this real fast. One, two, three, four. Everyone knows what they are. Everyone knows what I think they are. Everyone knows exactly. They're probably all the same. Differences. Number four is Ohio State. Sorry, you don't play that crappy against Indiana with all those five stars, with all that talent. Justin Fields, you can't throw three interceptions. You can't do it. Sorry, I don't see where you can. You're coming in number four. Number three, uh, Clemson. Clemson's only loss comes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame only beat them because they didn't have Trevor Lawrence out there in a rematch. If Notre Dame loses, they're going to be out of the conversation. Clemson's going to be in the conversation. They win. Uh, if Notre Dame wins, guess who's going to be out of the conversation? It's going to be Clemson. So one of these two is eventually getting out, which means there's going to be two spots available in the college football playoff rankings by the end of the year, in my opinion. Number two, Notre Dame, undefeated. Nothing more really to say about that. I think this is their trap game this weekend against um, against North Carolina. I've said that for a while. I'm very okay with that. Number one, Alabama. AM, this this loss to Alabama is looking better and better week in and week out. You just have to hope the Crimson Tide win this weekend against Auburn. You beat the crud out of Auburn next weekend. They get a win over Arkansas. They finish 10 0. They finish 10 0. You this loss looks Fantastic for your record. And I do believe they're going to finish 10 0. I do wonder if they will lose the Iron Bowl, but they're going to finish 10 0 besides that. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And make sure you're listening every single day at lockedonpodcast.com. Like I said, tomorrow's show, 
We're going to talk about what Jimbo Fisher said at his press conference. There's a lot to break down, and there's still concerns with the COVID-19 protocol moving forward. But with testing being in a positive light, it looks like there will be no setbacks this upcoming weekend against LSU. We'll see you then. And remember, forgive me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.